Hello and welcome to another episode of Stolen Droids Presents. Uh, this week we have the beautiful, the talented, the pretty much awesome conversational so far, Whitney Avalon. Whitney, say hi. Hi. That was a very kind intro. Thank you. I cannot possibly live up to that, so I should probably just stop. <laughs> well, that's our interview for today. <laughs> wow, that was like the shortest interview we've ever done. Now, Bye, guys. <laughs> <laughs> now, Whitney comes to us by way of, uh, well, by television, YouTube. You may not know her name yet, but you know her because you've seen her pretty much all over the place, whether or not she's on Big Bang Theory staring at a naked Raj. I, I forget. Did he actually get naked or? It, on the show, he actually got naked in real actual life. Well, I figure uh, real actually, was, they probably have. Yeah, he was he was wearing an extra pair of underwear, so he was he was close to naked. But no, I never actually uh, saw him naked. Well, darn, that would have been an awesome resume point. I mean, I still get to put the the picture where it looks like I'm seeing him naked, so it's you know as close as I'm going to get. I think it's I think it's a good second place. Yeah, it's right there on your website. Uh, you're you're all agape and everything. <laughs> yes, yes, I am. Wouldn't wouldn't you be if you're just working in your coffee shop, just you know making lattes for people, and somebody walks in and takes off all their clothes? I think you your mouth would be open too. Now, now we're centering a lot on, on that bit with the uh, Big Bang Theory, but you've been in a lot of shows. I've done. I've been really, really fortunate to spend pretty much my whole life uh, some combination of on on a set or or on a stage. Um, so yeah, people, people, like, like you said, people have seen me. I always like to say people have definitely fast forwarded past my face because I've done a lot of commercials. So if, if, if any of your listeners watch television, they've seen, they've seen me trying to hawk something and then they probably just, you know, zipped right past it. Um, but yeah, uh, I've also done a bunch of other television and, uh, a bunch of content on my own, a bunch of really fun, weird web stuff like, um, Ikea Heights. Which actually went to the front page of Reddit today. I don't know if you guys are redditors, but um, we shot a purposefully terrible soap opera in IKEA stores. This was about four years ago, um, without their permission, and it was really fun. I think I saw that. No, I, I saw yeah. that not today on on Reddit, but I've seen it because I first saw it, like Gizmodo linked to it a month ago or so. Yeah. Yeah, it went viral after the fourth episode, and uh, which made it really hard to shoot because they contacted, you know, the head of PR for for IKEA International, who was like, "Oh, this is really funny, but you know, they need to ask permission," and we never asked permission. So, I, you know, I've, I've done stuff like that and Gigabots, which is a, uh, a Power Rangers parody, um, and a bunch of my own songs and videos and stuff with Freddie Wong and but you know I've just I, I'm all over the place man I'm trying to do lots of stuff <laughs> now how did you first get into acting I mean you say that you've been on stage or on tv for a long time now where how did you get started in all this I was kind of one of those kids who was singing and dancing before I could walk and talk I mean that's probably an exaggeration but right around the same time and when I was six, I somehow found out that the local community theater was doing a production of Annie, and I convinced my mom to take me for auditions. And even though I was way younger than they were allowing kids to do it, apparently I was convincing enough and good enough and able to do the moves and stuff. Um, so they they cast me in the show, and I 
pretty much have never stopped performing since then, since I was six years old. Um, starting out in, in theater, mostly musical theater and, and also plays, and then, you know, expanding into writing my own stuff and commercials and TV and film. It's awesome. I'm really lucky to get to do the thing that as a kid I always was hoping I was going to do. You know, most people are like, I'm going to be an astronaut, and very few people get to be astronauts. And maybe very few people get to do what I do also, but I am super, super fortunate and really psyched about what I get to do. It probably helps that you're a little bit more realistic in what you want to do. I wanted to be James Bond and Weird Al, which uh, doesn't <laughs> really work either way. Is it that Leslie Nielsen in Spy Hard? Yes. <laughs> I had not considered that. Yes, I wanted to be Leslie Nielsen. Well, because Al did the Al did the intro song to Spy Hard. Al, Weird Al is pretty much the idol of my life. Like, like you, I, I basically want to be him, and that's why a lot of my songs, uh, like the first kind of songs I wrote, were parodies. Just because I, you know, I met Al when I was a teenager, and I've met him a bunch of times since. And he and his band are the coolest, most awesome people. Like, he really is that sort of genius sweetheart amazing person that people always say he is he really really is and so yeah i'm just i'm 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 kind of chasing that too i kind of want to be a cross between julie andrews and weird al in my in my life or maybe mary tyler moore so that's i'm with you i'm with you zook i'm with you <laughs> now i i got a comment there you just like completely won me over because al or weird al wrote the soundtrack to my life um yes i i think it was last fall uh he was doing his book signing for his new book and he posted something on facebook i'll be at the barnes and noble at the grove saturday afternoon signing my new book hope to see you there we live in utah so we're like i don't know 14 hours away from southern california and i mentioned it to my wife and this was a wednesday afternoon and she said let's go and so you drove 14 hours? Yes. Meeting Weird, Al Yank- meeting Weird Al Yankovic is something that I have always wanted to do. I, I am so impressed, and I just I love his stuff so much. And so we loaded up the car. The kids were at school. They got home. We said, get in the van, and we drove all night down to L.A. and showed up at the book signing and got to meet him and you're exactly right he is an extremely extremely nice gentleman so just in case you're wondering this is why zoner's wife wins all awards yes yes my (laughs) wife is freaking amazing see i don't i don't have a wife so i just i i take all the awards for myself and just uh (laughs) and hoard hoard them well you know you you might as well not even try getting one because he already beat you to the best i guess Mine's yeah, he, he awesome got the too, best one. Yeah. <laughs> now, let's yeah, talk if you guys your... got the best ones, then, yeah. Exactly. Let's talk a bit about your parodies, because I'm like, well, this is really awesome. And I, I was going through a bunch of your acting reels and your comedy gigs, but there was this one video that kept popping up. And just by title, I'm going, well, that's not on a TV show, and that's not on stage. What on earth is a YouTube video doing about expensive taste going on? No, sure enough, that's her. So you started writing these parody songs. Well, expensive taste is actually an original. That's not yeah, a parody should, of anything. I should um, clarify that is that is it's it's hilarious too. Thank you. I appreciate that very very much. Uh, yeah, that one's sort of a blues song from the perspective of like a, a Real Housewives of Orange County kind of super rich one percenter who's just complaining about everything in her life. But as far as the parodies go, um, I think when I was 
I don't know, sometime in my teenage years, I, I wrote one and, and recorded it on something horrible, some terrible old computer microphone and sent it to Dr. Demento and he played it. And I just was like, this is it. My life is going to change just like Weird Al, which of course it didn't immediately because everything's a marathon, not a sprint, especially these days in this, you know, this sort of digital climate. But I just, I, I was like, okay, all right, I can sing. Maybe I can get funny. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to keep doing this. So, you know, over the years, I've written a bunch of parodies. And I wrote one um, when I first moved to L.A., I think like five years ago, that was just like this quick response to, to CeeLo Green's song that they now call Forget You, but the one with the swear in the title. Um, and it was just supposed to be like from the woman's perspective as though he were actually a stalker and, you know, he didn't actually know this woman. And I recorded it real quick and I put it online on my brand new YouTube channel with nothing else on it. And it went, it instantly went viral and got, I don't know, like a hundred thousand views in a week or whatever it was and got all this attention. And I had no other content. I had nothing else. So I feel like the rest of my life has been trying to make sure that I have other interesting stuff for people to look at. So if you go to my YouTube channel, wonderful people who are listening to me babble on, uh, which is just Whitney Avalon on YouTube. Um, I have a bunch of stuff now and it's not just parodies, it's a bunch of original stuff, including songs and not songs. So hopefully it will amuse people. You know, one thing I found extremely amusing was, uh, your spoken word, new Facebook timeline, uh, video that you did. Uh, it was kind of creepy at first, kind of hot, kind of creepy. Um, and then it made me wonder, is this just like a PSA? Uh, did did you do that to try and open people's eyes, or was that just something that, hey, this would be awesome to do? Well, I will admit that Facebook has always creeped me out a little bit. It seems like the more we learn about, you know, kind of what's happening behind the curtain over at Facebook headquarters, the more we realize that we, the users, are the commodity, and, you know, they don't have to cater to what we want, and they can track every. I think the latest thing was that even if you type something and then and then erase it on Facebook, they still can track what you typed. So, yeah, I, I'm definitely creeped out a little bit by Facebook. I don't really post personal stuff on there. Um but I also just thought, all right, well, what's kind of the exact flip side of that? Like, what's a person who's like, this is great. I can see everything someone's doing every day, all day without them ever knowing. So I just I just kind of went, all right, who's that lady? And what is she, you know, what's what's she going to sound like? And that's and that's where why I love the new Facebook timeline came from. Yeah, I, I really like that. Another one of yours that I really liked, And this one just came out recently, I believe, is I've never seen Breaking Bad. Um, have you actually seen Breaking Bad? No, I have never. Se- I did. I did a little bit of research, I'm just right, enough that I could. I'm right there with you. I've never seen an episode. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I, uh, I, I, I watched enough uh, little tiny clips and mostly just stills uh, to be able to make some of the visual jokes that I make in the video. But I have truly never seen Breaking Bad. And honestly, just about everything I say in the song is actually true. I, people are constantly saying, You're, what are you afraid? And I'm like, yeah, I really don't want to, you know, I don't, I don't need to see that gore and the guy with the face falling off and the this and the, you know. I've, seen, I've heard enough to know that I'm sure it's incredible television. I, I, that is not in question. I'm sure it's amazingly well done. It's just not my scene. So I decided to take that. And that one is a parody. Um, I decided to take that and kind of go, all right, let's, let's put this to the extreme and have it drive her crazy. And 
um, that was really fun shooting with a bunch of a bunch of folks um, in and putting the the hat and the and the sunglasses and the mustache and, and goatee on them and um, it was really fun. Yeah, yeah. I, I really liked that one. Well, uh, thank you. Like I said, I'm right there with you. I, the only Breaking Bad I've seen was the MythBusters Breaking Bad special. Nice. That's it. <laughs> so uh, I, I I don't think I'd look very good trying to be Miley Cyrus. Um, so I'm glad you did that for me instead. I'll use that as my anthem. <laughs> thank you. Yeah, I think very very few people can can look like Miley Cyrus. Cyrus? Yes, Cyrus. She's rich. Well, that's Irish, the Irish yeah. version of her, yeah. <laughs> nice. Oh, yes. Uh, I might be Cyrus. That was my really bad Irish accent. You're going to get a bunch of letters from people who are like, are you kidding me? That was we, the worst Irish accent ever. We're not really popular in, in Ireland, so I'm not real worried about the uh, Miley Irish O'Flanahan's or whatnot. <laughs> <laughs> so we can we can just offend them left, right, and center. They'll never know. That's, never that's, that's typically what we do. Yeah, it's the only way we get listeners. Uh, now, you've done <laughs> some soap work as well. Some what? Some soap opera work. Some soap work. Oh, I have done a bit of soap opera work, yes. Uh, I was on Days of Our Lives. I recurred on there a little bit last year and this year. And uh, it is a fascinating world. First of all, I, I, I played a character who, very much like the person that you're hearing right now, uh, kind of babbled on and was very cheerful and really is not like any soap opera character that I've ever seen. So I was, I thought it was, it was perfect for me. Uh, she just, she, I was, I played a nurse at, at the hospital there where a lot of the characters work and, and uh, it was, it was great to me. I was like, what am I doing? All these beautiful, beautiful people, everybody there. They're so beautiful men and women. They're gorgeous. And I was just like, well, I'll just be over here just babbling and making silly faces. Is that cool? All right, cool. Because that's generally what I do <laughs> in life and for a living. So well, yeah, it was fun. The question is, did you end up pregnant, A, pregnant, B, murdered, C, murdered and pregnant? <laughs> I didn't – we don't know what's happened to my character. We haven't seen her in a while. Um, but I was involved in plot lines that had to do with somebody being pregnant and with somebody being a virgin and someone else and not wanting someone else to know. So that was a pretty good, pretty good start. Maybe D then. Maybe you murdered someone who was pregnant. Or E, she's a twin. Oh, yes. Uh, well, the reason I ask about your soap opera work is, and this is kind of odd, I've never had the chance to ask any of our previous uh, interviewees about this. Nathan Fillion was once quoted as saying that the hardest work he ever did was soap opera work. It didn't mm-hmm. matter what, because they were just so, you have 30 scenes to pump out in a day. Everyone has to jump onto set with scripts that they got that morning and pump out a scene and then move on to the next one. I mean, of all your different acting jobs, I mean, which do you have you had any that were like that? And you're just sitting there going, wow, this is this is nuts. What am I doing here? Or have they all just kind of been happy babbling like that? I mean, happy babbling, you still have to memorize the babbling that you're supposed to say. And I totally agree with Nathan that you're you're pumping out more content on a soap than probably just about any any other medium I can think of. Um, I guess web shows that are that are daily kind of do something similar, but usually you're reading from a teleprompter or something like that. So, I mean, the the leads on a, on a soap are doing four, five, six, seven full scenes that they got either the night before or that day per day. And that's a huge amount of content. That's why you always hear stories about people who used to be soap actors having no problem whatsoever 
learning, you know, a movie or a regular, you know, the sitcom kind of script per week or something like that, because it's, it doesn't even compare. It's, it's, you know, they've already run ultra marathons and now you just want them to do a 5k. And it's funny that I made a sports analogy because I actually know nothing whatsoever <laughs> about sports. Uh, so yeah, let's go back to geeky things. <laughs> well, you just actually like went over the majority of our listeners because I don't think many of them are in with the whole sport ball thing either. So, um, I'm a huge sports fan. I actually used to work at a sports radio station. Uh, oh. but, but, um, yeah, I, well, in turn, I never got a paycheck, but Hey, I put it on my resume. Um, <laughs> so you say go back to geeky things. So, like, how how much of a of a geek are you? Are, are you are you pretty geeky? Are you kind of just stereotypical actor person? Or I I would say that I'm a huge geek, and I and I know people usually get mad when you see like uh you know like a supermodel going like oh I'm putting on glasses and now I'm a geek. I I assure you. Well, first of all, I'm very far from a supermodel. And second of all, uh, growing up, of course, I wore real glasses. I did get LASIK uh, a couple of years ago, which I highly recommend as a totally amazing thing. But uh, I wore big giant glasses and a lot of like vests that my mom had given me because I didn't know how to dress. And in high school, I used to eat lunch at the computer cluster or in the graphics department because even in high school, I was teaching other people how to use the computers. Um, and wor- I worked as my job at the at the graphics department, like doing graphics for, for the high school and for the school system. Because my dad is actually a computer uh, programmer and software engineer. So he started me on computers when I was four, which these days means nothing. But, you know, I'm old. So back in the day, nobody had a computer you know, at that time, he had some of the earliest computers. And uh, so I, you know, I, I learned a bunch of programming, like basic, not, no, nothing great, but a bunch of programming languages when I was a little kid. And I type over 105 words a minute. I, I, I'm a pretty big dork. I just sit around at home on my computer. I'm sitting in my pajamas at my computer right now, which is how I spend the vast majority of my time. So, yeah, I make, uh, you know, I, I write puzzles. I've had a bunch of puzzles published. I, I you know, I'm a pretty big dork, I think. I don't know. Maybe I, I'm wrong. I'm one over. That's awesome. <laughs> that I'm just sitting here trying not to giggle because that's just too awesome. <laughs> so, okay. Let, let me just recap here, okay? You're a puzzle okay. writer. You know some yes. coding. You know computers. You're a typist. You're a graphic designer. You're a singer. You're a web artist. You're an actress. You are a songwriter and parodyist. Par- parodyist? Made up yeah. word. Go with it. I'm running with it. We'll add it later. Uh, is there anything that you don't do, first questions, and follow-up, that you want to get into? Ooh, that's a, that's a great question. There, there's, a, there's plenty of stuff I don't do. Like I said, I don't know anything about sports. I mean, I, I know the very basics of, like, in the different sports, what they're trying to do for the major American sports, but that's really about it. Anytime that someone's like, oh, my team – didn't win or this guy on this team and the, this, and they're really sad. And I'm like, it's okay. It has nothing to do with you. It's going to be okay. And then people get mad at me. Um, <laughs> so yeah, anything having to do with sports or, or me attempting to do a sport is not ever, not ever happening. There's plenty of physical activities that I am no good at. Um, I don't smoke and I don't want, to. I've never had a cigarette or any kind of drug. Uh, just not my, not something I'm interested in. Um, I don't drink either again, just cause I, I'm just not interested. Um, uh, I like to, I like to kind of be happy and crazy on my own. And I've seen too many people who, 
um, you know, use it as an excuse to do terrible things or do it to the point of getting blacked out and not knowing what they're doing. So I just prefer to have a good time without those things. Um, so those are the things I don't do. What do I want to do more of? I mean, like I said, I am so fortunate that the vast majority of my time is spent making a living in the stuff I'm super passionate about. So I'd just like to do more of that. I mean, unfortunately, I don't get to choose when I get to be on a TV show. You know, I go and audition and I really, really keep my fingers crossed that it's going to happen. I have a couple TV shows that I'm on there that are, the episodes are coming out in 2014 and hopefully there'll be a bunch more of that. And then the stuff that I'm in control of, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to be writing more stuff and making more content and, and uh, singing more songs. I'm in a band now called Strangely Attractive, which is like, we're like a pop rock uh, band. And uh, that is an awesome well, name, by the way. <laughs> Thank agree. you. Thank you. I didn't come up with it. it, it the band already had that name. And I was like, yeah, totally. I'm, we're keeping it. Um, so we've, we'll be playing more gigs. And uh, I, I think I'm in the very... Uh, very, very fortunate place to be able to say that most of the stuff I'd like to do, I get to do. Holy crap, you guys. That's, That's awesome. awesome. Living the dream, eh? I really am. Everybody hates me now because I'm so happy, but, you know, <laughs> I can't I can't hop, but I'm so happy. Now, are there any um, roles that you would love to just have, like, your dream role? What What would it involve? Oh, man. That's uh, that's so hard. I mean, I will say that any time that I see a Disney movie um, and there's a woman singing, you know, a princess or one of the other characters, I'm like, okay, that's got to, you know, I'm on my way. I'm on my way because uh, I've, I've done st- a little bit of stuff with Disney and the Disney Channel. And I, you know, I'm like, all right, that, you know, voicing something for Disney would be or Pixar would be unbelievable. Um, I've gotten to do what was one of my biggest dream roles which is in a a Pulitzer Prize winning play by David August uh, named Proof and the 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 lead character is Catherine and she's turning 25 and her father has recently died and he was a mathematics genius and the whole play is about her trying to figure out is she insane because he was insane is she a genius is she both and it's a it's a pretty like deep interesting show that I got to do, um, you know, a few years ago and just, it, it, it's such an incredibly written role that I was just like, oh man, I may never get to play a better role than this. I better just keep doing silly stuff. Cause this show is so amazing. I, I you know, anybody who's into that kind of stuff, definitely, I, I haven't seen the movie, so I don't know if I can recommend the movie, but definitely just read the play or see a production of it. Cause it's, it's, it's mind twisty. It's great. Now, what do you prefer? Do you prefer the stage, theater? Do you like TV? What do you, do you not have a preference at all? Honestly, I love everything. I know that's such a cop answer, but I really do love everything. It's all a little different, and like I said, I don't always get to choose. You know, if 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 somebody was like, "Well, would you if you just had to pick one, like which one would you be doing?" I'll do whichever ones people want to pay me to be a part of or not even pay me to be a part of, but I get to make cool stuff. You know, um, I just want to, I want to keep making things and, and reaching people and making people laugh, you know? Well, and on that note too, I mean, people look at people who aren't actors like, and I'm including myself in this, in this generalization, we look at actors and it's like, well, wouldn't it be better to have a steady gig, you know, to, to land, 
a regular spot on a long running series that you never have to worry about anything else ever again. I mean, is that kind of how you feel? Are you happy? I mean, you're doing a lot of stuff and it sounds like you're, you're loving every minute of it, but is that kind of the preferred route you're taking or is it just kind of a happy circumstance? I mean, I, I definitely believe in working really hard every day to make your own opportunities. Um, I do have, you know, a team of agents and a manager and all that, you know, cheesy Hollywood stuff that that helps me with all that. And I appreciate them very much. But, you know, if you're just sitting around, then what are you doing? You know, what are you doing with your life? So I do always try to make my own opportunities. Um but oh, I totally had something brilliant to say, and I've completely forgotten what the second half of your question was. Oh, I remember now. Um, the sitcom thing, I love multicam sitcoms because they are like the perfect mix between theater and television. You can you can do a bunch of takes, you can get new lines at the last minute, but you get that live audience thing. So being on a on a syndicated, you know, it goes into syndication kind of sitcom would be unbelievably cool, not only because, yeah, you know, it pays your bills, but because that's my heaven. That's my favorite possible thing. And if that ever happened and it meant I couldn't do some of this other stuff for a while, that's totally fine. But, I mean, I get to do such a weird, amazing variety. I mean, I, I sang a duet with um, Jack Black and, and Tenacious D, like I sang with them a few years ago. I, like I said, I, I shot a melodrama in an Ikea store. I've done a bunch of commercials that people like have, have considered controversial and interesting and weird. I, I get to do so much interesting stuff that I, I really have no right to complain, even if I never land that big thing that people are always like, oh, I'm chasing that. I'm just I'm chasing I'm chasing every day, you know. Now, it's funny you bring up Tenacious D. I saw that. Uh, in case people are, are wondering, you performed on stage with Jack Black and Kyle Glass as part of the Spike Video Game Awards. I didn't know who you were at the time, but I saw that on TV, and I thought it was hilarious. And it was just kind of this, uh, you know, Jack Black is the stereotypical gamer going, well, I don't yes. need to play my game right now because I'm I care about you and... I can spend time with you. I'll play tomorrow. And you reminding yes. him of, well, no, my sister's wedding. And no, we have the dinner with the other people. And then I thought maybe we could have a dinner out together. I just, that was an awesome. And I think, I think if I remember correctly, Kyle glass comes in and fights you off or he does. I believe his name is Kyle gas, like gas, gas. like G A S S. I could be wrong, but I, I believe his name is gas. I'm off and talking just out of my even, butt, so you're probably right. <laughs> uh, well, that's what gas is. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I see what you did there. <laughs> but um, chink. If we had sound drops, I would put one in. Nice. <laughs> but it, uh, yeah, that it was, was a great uh, that number. Was, it was really, really fun and um, uh, totally amazing. I mean, just you know, obviously, I love Word Al. I love you know anybody who's doing really smart good music that's also funny so you know bo burnham and tim minchin and tenacious d like those are those are the people that i i'm in love with you know so so to get to work with them and you know it was again a weird combination of theater because there was a huge live audience and we were on a stage and we were singing live um and tv because it was obviously cameras and being you know broadcast live to however many millions of people so that was that was such fun that was just a grand grand time do you ever have that moment where you're just, 
I mean, because I, I would imagine if this were me – now, granted, I'm a horribly unprofessional person. <laughs> but if I were to be – someone were to approach me and say, hey, by the way, you know that band whose CD you bought and you were rocking out to and singing at the top of your lungs on the freeway? We want you to dance and sing on stage with them on this national TV program. Is that okay? I would just be losing my mind. Do you, do you ever have those moments where it's like, okay, do I geek out here or am I the professional? I have those moments every single time I get to do something, but I'm able to put it aside and be professional once I'm actually there. So there's definitely, I mean, you know, the people who called to tell me that I got a job or something, they would, they would certainly tell you like they know to hold the phone away from their ear after they tell me because they know I'm going to run around the room and dance and scream and, and, you know, like shout with joy. Um, but then once I get there, like I said, I've been doing this long enough that I think nothing, hopefully very little phases me once I'm actually on set or wherever I'm supposed to be. But it's awesome. It's still awesome every time. And I always say, like, if I ever am getting a call that I'm doing something and, I, and I'm like, all right, then, I, then I, I've, lost, I've lost my drive and I got to go do something else. And I don't think that's ever going to happen because it's been a long time now and I'm still overjoyed all the time. Again, your listeners are like, gag me with a spoon. But hey, she's just true. so happy. I'm just wish, so happy, you guys. I wish I was that happy. <laughs> You're <laughs> sorry. Yeah, your happiness is actually a little bit contagious. I'm just sitting here grinning. It's like she's having so much fun. I'm having it, fun for her. It's extremely contagious. Now, you mentioned a few minutes ago that you've got some upcoming TV shows uh, that you're going to be on. Speaking of roles and getting jobs, do you want to talk a little bit about those? Tell us where we can find you on TV. Yeah, neither of them have actually been scheduled yet. So people will have to do some Google Foo and check it, you know, check the webs. But um, I am going to be on Girl Meets World, which is the new Disney Channel spinoff of Boy Meets World from the, I guess it was the 90s when, when Boy Meets World was a big hit. So they've basically picked up with Corey and Topanga, who were the leads of that show. Now they're grown up, married, and the show focuses on their kids. Um, and I'm on the third episode, I think. I don't know. People can, uh, once I know when it's airing, I'll put it on my Twitter and, you know, website, blah, blah, blah. If people search that they can find it. But, um, and then I'm also on another show, which has three words in the title. And one of them is girl, um, called love that girl. And that's on TV one, which is another TV station. Um, and of course I don't remember right now what the name of the episode is that I'm in. So again, you'll just have to uh, go to WhitneyAvalon.com or go to WhitneyAvalon on Twitter or do any of the, you know, I'm all over the, I'm all over the web. Anyway, you can find me, you guys, if you want to find me. People should be doing that anyway. I mean, if you're out there oh. and listening, really, don't you want to follow her Twitter? Listen to her. <laughs> she will bring some happiness and joy to you too. I, you know, I genuinely do try to do that. I know a lot of people are like complaining constantly on Twitter and I really try to keep it jokey and upbeat and, you know, with information about stuff that I'm doing and that I'm putting out. I think making people laugh and making people smile is not to get like super existentially cheesy, but I, it's kind of a, a, a noble thing to try to tell stories and to, and to make people happy. So that's just, that's my tiny little minuscule thing that I'm trying to do with my life is that. We do appreciate it. Now, I remember when they made the announcement for Girl Meets World, and I was actually really excited because growing up, you know, Boy Meets World was one of those shows I grew up with. And yeah. it kind of mirrored, actually. I think Corey in the show was my age. And so he kind of went through these things as I went through them. 
And then they announced it. I was actually really, really excited. But then they brought Mr. Feeney back, and now I'm kind of creeped out by it. I mean, how long is he going to follow that family? Seriously. <laughs> I do. I, I mean, I'm saying this, but I don't actually have any inside information or anything like that. So I am not an authority, but I believe that what I read publicly was that he's back for one episode, just stopping by to say hi kind of thing. Uh, I don't believe, I don't believe, yeah, I don't believe that he's, you know, teaching them again or something like that. But again, that's not official word or anything. I'm not saying that based on my time there. Uh, I'm just saying, I believe that the information they put out was that he's, he's just stopping by for an episode as like a guest. So, so don't be creeped out. I don't think he's living in their closet or anything. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, how terrifying would that be? You go get the vacuum out of the closet and there's this creepy old man living there. Hey, Mr. Feeney. (laughs) Hey, Mr. Feeney. I'd actually love to have a GPS system with his voice. If people aren't aware, Mr. Feeney, I don't remember the actor's name and I apologize, but uh, he was also the voice of Kit. He was? Oh, he was. Yeah, that's him. I, well then, yeah, that's perfect. Of course, you want your car to talk to you in that voice. That's, but not necessarily. Maybe they've my already neighbor. done that. <laughs> not necessarily my neighbor slash elementary school teacher slash junior high teacher slash high school teacher slash college professor. That does well, seem like a lot. At least he was getting like moving up in the world. He, he wasn't stagnant in his career at the actual rate of today's modern teachers. Yes, this is true. Well, I'm excited <laughs> to see you uh, there and see your commercials as they pop up. I mean, Zoner was mentioning in our pre-show that he just saw you on TV earlier today. Earlier tonight, I was at the gym and I looked up and there's Walgreens ad and there's Whitney telling me, well, I it wasn't closed captioned because it was the commercial, but I can only assume you were telling me how wonderful it is to shop at Walgreens. <laughs> I actually don't say anything in that spot. It's, it's all me doing stuff in my face because mostly I get paid to make silly faces. Um, it's John Corbett from Sex and the City and uh, United States of Terra and a bunch of other things. He does the voiceovers. So you can hear John Corbett telling you about Walgreens while I do stuff on screen. Um, yeah, that just started airing today. It's so funny that you've already seen it. Yeah, that's flu that, season, people. It is, and they do offer flu shots. That's true. I'm not saying you have to go there. I'm just saying everybody should get their flu shot. No joke, you guys. <laughs> I did. I oh. did. All right. So, okay, we've covered stage, we've covered TV, upcoming shows, commercials, uh, strangely attractive. Where? What do we have going on with that? I'm just attractive. To, I'm just trying to point uh, all roads to Whitney here. <laughs> Thank you. I will stand right here at the crossroads and let everybody just converge upon me. Um, strangely attractive. The other guys in the band are Mario Garrido and Chris Gangora. And um, we just put out our first video this week, which is, uh, as I mentioned, I do love Disney musicals. So I took one of the songs from Frozen, um, the big anthem, Let It Go. And we turned it, we put our rock and roll spin on it. So that's that's hanging out on YouTube if, if people want to search for that. Um, and, it, you know, again, like I, I've been singing my whole life. So to get to have I've never but I've never fronted a rock band before. So it's going to be a very uh, interesting experiment that I'm really excited about. Excellent. We will put that up in the show notes as well. Um, Whitney, it has just been awesome talking with you. Truly, truly awesome. Uh, we can find Thanks, you, you guys. On, on Twitter at, at Whitney Avalon. Yep. In fact, in fact, all of yours, I think, are just Whitney Avalon. Twitter. I think Facebook is Avalon Whitney just to mess with you, but 
in general, yeah. I think I'm. There's one other Whitney Avalon in the world, in like Sweden or Holland or Norway or or somewhere beautifully Scandinavian like that. But she has a very minor web presence. So basically, if you Google my name, you're probably finding me. So that's the good news. <laughs> we well, we definitely want our listeners to go check out your sites, check out your material, uh, and best of luck to you. We love seeing you on, and you are most entertaining. We do appreciate it. Hey, thanks, guys who have Z's starting their names. <laughs> You're very welcome. <laughs> All right. It this was my is, pleasure. This has been another episode of Stolen Droids Presents. Bye. This has been a Stolen Droids Media Production.